We live in a subdivision. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The neighborhoods where they scrape every living thing off the face of the earth and they cram 12 houses into a three-house spot. Y'all seen that? That's where I live. My neighbor farts, my pillow flies off the bed. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Subdivisions have fancy names too, like Hounds Run, Falcons Crest, Eagles Landing, that kind of stuff. So anybody live in a subdivision? Anybody with us? Uh, what, here's a fancy, it was an experiment. It's gonna be fancy. What is the name of your subdivision? Summit Ridge. Summit Ridge. <laughs> Money in the house. <laughs> Summit Ridge. Right, you, you shop at Target instead of Walmart, don't you? <laughs> Summit Ridge. You know what the name of my subdivision is? Falling Values. <laughs> and here's what's weird. Get this. It's actually listed on the Alabama state map. You know, when you get like the big road map, our freaking neighborhood is listed on the map, but they misspelled it. They spelled it floodplain. <laughs> Mike, I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard, STL on the Twitters. My guy. And the Duke of Denim, uh, the king of pranks, the albino alligator. Jaguar impressive. The man of spice. Mr. Travis Hulse is here. Everybody. Popcorn bitch. Hey, you get that one in? hey boys. And uh, Travis, joining us this week, uh, and actually, it, it's probably going to be two episodes this week, Travis. It's going to be on both of them. We're having a pepper what? week. One of my favorite fellas. One of my favorite internet fellas. Guys, from the History Buffs podcast, Pepper is here. Hello, Pepper. Brap, brap, zone one. <laughs> uh, Travis, I, I have a, a clip that I, I pulled off the internet. It's, uh, I, what, what's, what, I can't think of the fucking comedian's name. Uh, Bert Kreischer. No, I, Bill I'm gonna, Burr. I'm going to play you this clip, and then I'll, I'll Tom Segura. No, he's the... He's like Middle Eastern or something. Uh, Aziz Ansari. No. Uh, uh, Russell Simmons. Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's who else. Russell, Russell Peters. Russell Peters. That's his fucking yes. name. Yes. Russell Simmons is the record producer. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you racist asshole. I got, I got Russell Peters, and Jody posted this, and I thought it was interesting, and I thought maybe you could help out, because uh, he says that there's three ways to say go fuck yourself. <laughs> But then he only says two of the ways. So uh, I'm going to play you the clip, and then maybe we can well, come the, up with the third. The third is probably go fuck yourself. More ways to say go fuck yourself. So any regrets, anything that's come out of your mouth that you'd like to pull back? Uh, no. The words are irrelevant. Everything is about intent. There's three ways to tell people to go fuck 
themselves, you know? And if they say, Andy, go f yourself, I'm like, oh, Russell. Yeah. I was like, Sandy, go f yourself. You're like, whoa, what the f Russell? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in it's, your tone, right? Exactly. So he said there's three, that was only two. What's the other one, Travis? Bless your heart. That's that's I I'm pretty sure that's the southern go fuck yourself. Am I wrong? That's hundred percent true. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> Pepper's like, you better not tell me to bless myself. Bless yeah. my heart. Guys, coming up after the break, I guess if we're talking about uh southern, I think Killer Bees is, is Southern, isn't he, Travis? Uh I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's I would been have... north of the Mason Dixon line. Guys, uh, I would surmise. Comedian Killer Bees is gonna be on the program. Looking forward to talking to him. Amazing chat with that fella. So do we do it now? Do what? Oh, Travis, I got uh-huh. something special for drunk. Yeah. I'll make him try them all. I'll do it for you. I am the show controller. He'll tell you if it's good or bad. Cause drunk's the fucking king of cola. So what we got here is this. I am so excited that I get to witness this. Before we get into this, uh has I, I don't recall. Did Drunk try like the Kroger brand cola? Like, have we done all we of the? We don't have Kroger here. You don't have Kroger down no. there. No Marianos. No. Mm. No. Right. Is no Ruler money. Foods the same thing? I think no. Ruler is a subsidiary. I think it's Pick and Save, Metro Market, and like Marianos. I think I'll pop in one branded. of those and uh, see if they have anything. Can I new? Can I send you some Piggly Wiggly cola? Sure. Sure. I'm yeah. assuming you guys don't have Piggly Wiggly. No, I have. No. I have Piggly Wiggly. If you see, are you, some are weird... you kidding me? No, yeah, we have Piggly Wiggly. Oh my god, I had no idea it went all the way up there. Yep, we do not. So anyway, what we got here is the Coca-Cola Move Limited Edition. It's a special Coke, Travis. What is what is with all these weird Cokes that are coming out? These so Starlights us and these idiots things. to buy them. It looks like a normal label, and then you turn, and it looks faded. So I saw it's, this in the store the other day, and I just saw thought it was a faded label. I just breezed right past it. I will reserve my comments for after you like i don't want to sway you drunk here's to, well yeah and nobody's listening to this show to hear mike's uh yeah. opinion well, on cola. i I'm obviously i cola. am the king you're not cola, the king of cola so. isn't it just starlight no i don't know I don't know if I tried Starlight. It tastes exactly like the Starlight. You think it's just the same? <laughs> the new label? Something different? <laughs> yeah. Every one of these Cokes that they put out uh, is just the same thing with a different label so on it. So it's got like a vanilla-y aftertone to it. I mean. Travis, to me, it kind of tastes like it has melted crayons in it. Uh, hey, <laughs> by, by the way, I wasn't on the show where you guys had the Peeps Pepsi. Oh, game. that was... Whew. And you didn't you say you guys liked it? Yeah, Travis, it's fucking awesome. So fucking good. Sick, Travis. I bought. Dude, I'm telling I bought you, dude, thirty more. Of I, them I, at I, Sam's. I Club. came into it prepared to give it a zero, and dude, I tried it thinking. Fucks, I tried. Dude. I tried it knowing that you guys were like impressed by it, or I grabbed one seven point five ounce can. And I probably drank 1.5 ounces before I had to dump it out. <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> no, I thought it was terrible. No, that's good, Travis. Yeah, that was so oh, good. no. And people were like, oh, it's kind of like a cream soda. It's not like a cream soda. It's like 
a marshmallow explosion in your mouth that just like sits there. Like I thought it was. You make terrible. it sound it like better. <laughs> Who doesn't want a fucking marshmallow explosion in their mouth? Well, and maybe this, here, this is where I am in my life. Beverage, I, used, Travis. I used to really enjoy sweet things. I used to like baked goods. I like the, the like. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and have like a bowl of ice cream. Like, and I people offer me ice cream cake and brownies and things. I just I I say no, thank you because I just I don't have that sweet tooth anymore. So that I'm in, peeps you Pepsi. Know what that I'm right you, there with you. You probably Awful. drink too much beer. Give me all the savory and salty that, that you want, and I will take it. But that that sugar shit, I just can't do it anymore. So drunk, like one to ten. What do you think? Uh, it's no Pepsi peeps. Uh, Coca Cola move. You get a four point two. Four point two. Not very good. I don't like it. I think it's bad Pe- pepper. It it tastes like it has melted crayons in it. I don't. You're gonna like have it. to I go back to the archives, Mike, and see what drunk gave Coke Starlight. Yeah. To see h- how it uh, corresponded. Yeah, we need a. I think we need a page on the website with all the rankings. We need a chart, like a big, like just a a graph, and right. where every cola like sits yeah. on. Yeah, the, on the, and on the you know, send in your cola. That's 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 something else that we need to consider is getting people to send us regional, regional colas. Yeah, uh, that I can't colas. access. I still yeah. have one Shasta in the fridge, yeah. Travis. And we're talking, uh, we're not talking about your craft colas. We don't necessarily want your craft colas. You have to remember that when we first started this, uh, Drunkard's top, top cola was a Dollar Tree exclusive Stars and Stripes cola. So we want your store brands. We yeah, want your save a lot, your, your, your bottom of the barrel stores. Their store colas you is never, really what we're shooting for. You never know where you're going to find a gem. Like you really don't. Did we do Jolly Good? Jolly Good does not ring a bell, Travis. And you guys are not familiar with Jolly Good? No, no. I've never heard of Jolly Good. Oh, uh, that's uh, must be a Wisconsin. I think that's a Wisconsin thing. That was, it was the biggest Wisconsin soda thing. They had a million different flavors. You bought them individually and you put yeah. them together in a case. Uh, they just came back a handful of years ago. I will send you a uh, Jolly Good. Yeah, cola. you probably never heard of Vest, but that's like huge here. Yeah, Vest no. soda. Guys, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Killer Bees. He's a comedian. He's he's going all over the country, Travis. Actually, just added the St. Louis date. So uh, Really? Yeah, you probably because he talked to us, Travis. He probably just Gar- popped guaranteed. one in there. We got to call him so, back, see if we can get backstage passes. Yeah, go meet Killer Bees in person, Travis. Get the hookup. We'll be right back. Is Home Depot better than other stores? Maybe. But one thing is certain. There isn't a retail chain on earth that can match the fuckability of this music that we use in our commercials. Also, our drills are 20% off this week. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Dubfod goes hard. but also being consistently present in their lives, physically, mentally, and emotionally. There is simply no way any man can do this for 12 kids, even if they all live in the same home. And then to think it makes sense, the kids live in six different households. Nick Cannon. Again, you left it in. Stretch 
kids, more kids than toes. Go to Chuck E. Cheese, stop blowing loads. Nick Cannon, won't you put that dick away? I wipe as best I can, but there's always more. Beep. WFOD presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Grandstanding Trump Twitter block recipient. Mr. Grandstanding Trump Twitter block recipient. If a person can erase your access to them with the click of a button, don't be incredibly shocked when they decide not to see you calling them a cunt every day. You blow Putin. Yes. He is the president, and what you say shouldn't matter to him, because he should have a thicker skin. But it does, and he doesn't. Kobe so take the W. Don't post the screenshot 20 times and make it into a civil rights thing. You just look silly. So here's to you, Mr. Grandstanding Trump Twitter block recipient. Mr. Grandstanding Trump Twitter block recipient. A long silence ensues. Once again, WFOD, wheelbarrow full of dicks. Our guest tonight is a stand-up comedian who you can see in the Discovery Channel series Moonshiners. Check out KillerBees.com to see when he'll be performing near you. Guys, Killer Bees is on the program. You okay? Yep. What's wrong, buddy? Nothing. I left my phone in the car. It happens. <laughs> Don't you feel naked without it? Yeah, I'll be fine. It's just an hour. There he is. <clears throat> hey, man, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, from the waist down every time we do these things. I'm <laughs> naked on the inside. <laughs> Travis, Tra- down, hey, man, thanks in. for having me on, guys. This will be a hoot. Thanks for doing it. It looks no, like... No, thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. Decorum dictates that I thank you profusely. <laughs> thank you very much. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I saw that you're going on tour, but you're just kind of always on tour, aren't you? Dude, I work so much. It's one, it's two things. It's stupid, but it's a blessing. You, you get what I'm what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, to to have work, I guess, is great. But then you have well, to do the work. For, 
dude, 41 years into the career. Right. That, you know. That's impressive. Unless you're like a famous Hollywood movie star or something, you know, it's hard to sustain that kind of uh, longevity, I guess. So what you're saying is you've become friends with the hotel minibar. Dude, I know how to kiss up. That I am an absolute <laughs> dude. Let me tell you something. Having been on Moonshiners, I know how to tweak the little bottles in that minibar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have skills now. Speaking of which, I, I have a question for you. When you when you look yourself up on YouTube, one of the first things is a clip from the Discovery Channel that says Killer Bees risks a felony to deliver. If if you record it and put it on cable television, can't they still come arrest you, or can they not do that it, anymore? Well. Uh, one, I'll, I'll tell you that the deal on that is it is hearsay evidence. <laughs> Anything an agent were to see on TV is something he saw on TV. That's right. Just like just like if you're an agent and you tried to contact a judge to get to get a warrant, you would say, "What's this warrant for?" And uh, it is for illegal liquor. Okay, did you test the liquor? Well, no, we didn't see it. It was on our TV set. <laughs> and then and then the judge would say, well, I saw Nicolas Cage steal a car yesterday on national TV. Do I need to arrest him? Right. So you just say, oh, that's all uh, Hollywood magic. It's a TV. It's TV magic. Yeah, we didn't. Really. And, 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 look, and, look, and I'll tell you, man, I am married to my agent. My wife owns and runs the company that books me. Her nickname is Corporate. They've, a matter of fact, <laughs> referenced it on Moonshine. Does Corporate know you got all this money? So, but, but we vetted the coon dog crap out of it before she would allow me, as if my wife allows me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so they told us, they go, man, they go, anything that is seen on TV like that, on entertainment TV, we're an entertainment show. That's right. It's hearsay evidence. And and I'll say this about that. We film absolutely months before anything airs. So sure. any footprint that we had had there, the still site is gone and moved, is grown over. At least it's, it's gone and moved. <laughs> and any product that we were to um, simulate that we were making <laughs> on TV is already gone. It's been guzzled. By so the, essentially, by the you're 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 long gone, and you can say, "Hey, guys, we were never there. We were in a in a Hollywood soundstage, and we yeah, we, we built yeah, a set." CGI. Yeah. Is that what they call it? CGI? Yep, CGI. Hey, with all that being said, um, real quick, thank y'all for letting me on the show, man. This is awesome, guys. Y'all have been around for a long time. And I'm tickled that you're allowing me to be on. So thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, we've uh, we've been on for a while. It's actually hard to believe when you actually look back on it. And every time we publish an episode and you see what that number just keeps climbing is uh, is insane. So, yeah, thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> well, congratulations. I, I'm not in the podcast business, but I do know the struggle if you catch my drift. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Why, why aren't you in the podcast business? 
business? Well, one, I'm kind of ignorant on how to do all that stuff. Well, cor- corporate could figure it out. Yeah, but, get corporate yeah, on yeah, that. Corporate's young. Corporate's young, but <laughs> baby pictures are in color. So, <laughs> so, but But also, man, if I'm not filming for Discovery, I am on tour. So I work relentlessly. Here's what I do three things. I, I do moonshiners, which takes several, several months uh, out of every year. As a matter of fact, we only wrapped filming for this season two weeks ago. Oh <laughs> yeah. We have been in. And you're already, hit, you're already hitting the road. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And so, um, and what I do for a living is stand up. I'm in my 41st year of doing that. So I get so little time based um, at home at my headquarters, if you will, that that it's just hard to, to think about taking on another entity because just from what I've seen, if you start a podcast, you need to stick with it. Yeah. And you're there every week or however often it is. And that's kind of hard for me with the tour schedule and the filming schedule, and then the just chill and don't go crazy schedule. <laughs> I was going to say, because that's a perfect opportunity, I would say, like since you're in hotels or whatever when you're touring, would be to have like a traveling show. You know, you c- could record in your hotel room. I would imagine that you work with uh, different other comedians, you know, at every at every stop. He, he wants to that relax, Travis. Perfect opportunity, but that's, yeah, of course. That's have what some, I was just going to say, but of course. Time. A man would like to put his feet up once in a while and, you know, maybe right. enjoy a nice Chardonnay. Well, my, exactly. But my day consists of travel to get to the city where the venue is. And then my days leading up to that show are filled with doing media. Mm, I, I, of course. This past weekend, I was in Nashville. And yet I didn't just go there and do my shows at Zany's, I went there and did two local TV shows, a syndicated TV show, two syndicated radio shows, meet and greets, and my performances. Yeah. So it is really a uh, pretty daunting schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, and I'm envious of cats that have podcasts because they're really so neat. I've done Several in my career, I, probably the most famous one is Mark Maron's oh, of podcast, course. WTF yep. over in uh, out in LA. But I enjoy doing podcasts because this day and age, and I've been a stand up forty one years, so I've been in showbiz over half my life. And this day and age, I don't see as many people listening to terrestrial radio right. as they used to. A lot of people will record their and, and and archive their favorite podcasts and stuff like that. So it's a pretty big deal uh, what y'all are doing. And so my hat's off to you, and I'm glad y'all have stuck it out this long. So that that in itself is a testament that y'all aren't incredibly lame. <laughs> <laughs> not incredibly, just partially. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and the I'm thing. Not, and I'm not saying y'all are any lame, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, that's the thing is like is what you're doing. So. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, as everybody wants everything on demand, you know, it's not like even when I was growing up where, you know, you, you tuned into the television, you had three stations, you had to watch your show on the night it was on, or you were never going to see it again. 
unless you were lucky enough to catch it on reruns, right? And we had terrestrial radio. We had to wait for our favorite song and hit the record button to try to record it onto a cassette tape. But oh, now, that's right. Yeah, yes. but now everything is on demand, and, and, and this generation has grown up with things. You know, I want it when I want it. Uh, uh, and and I think that's that's exactly exactly to your point. So uh, yeah, yeah they fair. want it when they want it, and if what you have isn't available right then, you're behind the curve. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you've, if you've been in show business for 41 years, you mind me asking how old a guy are you? I'm 69 years old. 69. You, you look. You're so still working your 69. ass off, <laughs> dude. Dude, I'm telling you, I have a job. That allows me to bring joy. It allows me to bring happiness and laughter to people. The gig I did before this was I worked in a 911 ambulance. Oh. I was the guy that worked on you in the back. And this is the exact opposite <laughs> emotional content. Sure. Before that, weren't it, you in a, an embalmer? You did that? I, at I worked, here, here's how that happened. When I was a senior in high school, 1972, Jackson, Mississippi, I got a job at a funeral home that owned a 911 ambulance service. Oh, so you do both, so, full service. That seems like a conflict of interest. It's like a double <laughs> well, conflict yeah, We cut out the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, I was a senior in high school, so every other night and every other weekend, I would go to the funeral home. We had a little dormitory there. I would spend the night, every other night, every other weekend in this funeral home, and my partner and I would run 911 emergency ambulance calls. And it was the most intense, terrifying, and rewarding thing in the whole wide world. It was amazing to learn. I was only 17 years old. To my knowledge, I'm the youngest person in the state of Mississippi to ever have that gig. Jeez. And to learn about the consequence of actions was an amazing thing to see what happens when you think you're just having fun <laughs> you know the way you can bust your ass during that was amazing so and i kind of looking back on it i kind of feel sorry for the people that i would come and take care of because one i'm real good under pressure i'm good at improvisation whether it's on stage or, or whether it's trying to stop bleeding, yeah. if you will. But it is amazing to me um, what I have gleaned from, from doing that. I, they waived the tardy rule in high school. I was a senior in high school because I would get to school late all the time because if you're in an active call at 6 a.m., well, you're still tying up the loose ends at Oh, eight. you can't just clock out and leave? Yeah, correctly. You can't just tag out. So this guy's, I ble an, this guy's bleeding. I got to get to chemistry. Yeah, exactly. And find out what that is. So I had an English teacher, and I thought this, I've learned later in life that this was so cool. I had an English teacher that would have me come up in front of the class and tell my schoolmates why I was late for class. Now, to me, it was rock star stuff. Well, man, there was a leg over there. And he was <laughs> hated, you know, and I was like just hammering my schoolmates. 
But in retrospect, I realized that it was a very therapeutic thing for me to verbalize the absolutely insanely horrific things of course that we would go through as first responders so man to this day um when i see a first responder man i thank them for the their service to their community because that is such a tough gig i was pretty good at it but i was little my partner i was 17 mike was 18 and we were both little bitty so we would get on calls where we would have um huge customers, if you will, you know, like with, a, with a leg half screwed up there like, dang, dude, look at your leg. I'd be like, um, let me ask you something. Uh, what do you weigh? 360 pounds. That is impressive. Congratulations. Um, can you crawl over there? <laughs> Might need to recruit a couple yeah, more of your yes, classmates for that your one. Beer. <laughs> It is amazing the crowd that an ambulance gathers, even before it's at the scene. I mean, way back then, we didn't have navigation. And since I was a guy that worked on you in the back, when we were on, when we were en route to the scene, I would be the navigator. We just had <laughs> maps, books of maps. <laughs> and under duress like that, lights and siren, your adrenaline's making you just hop up and down. The chances of you saying we've got to go left on Lamar Street were just as equal to you saying right on Lamar Street. And it was so easy and happened constantly where you would turn the wrong way. And now we're in a residential area, lights and sounds, so everybody pours out of their house. They're lying in the streets to see who we're going to save. And we are dumbasses and have to turn around in a drive through and go back the other way past everybody. And all I could think was get on that speaker and go, there's a much worse emergency. (laughs) We'll send hell. That was probably convenient, though. Everybody coming out of their houses, you just roll down the window and be like, hey, where's 232 uh, Jackson? Uh, We can't find it. (laughs) That was such an amazing way back then. You know, this was in 72, 73, and 74. This was way back there. And it was in Jackson, Mississippi. So a lot of places didn't have numbers on the houses. <laughs> and they didn't have lights where you could see every name. One time we got this call, and it was going to an affluent neighborhood where a lot of physicians lived in one of those fancy neighborhoods. So... They they knew the routine because the couple that called us, a married couple, they were both phys, uh, physicians. There was a dinner party at their home. Most of the guests were in the medical field. One of them, either the husband or the wife, I don't remember which one, was a heart patient and lived with them and had a heart attack there during this group while all these physicians and medical people were there. So we got the call because our ambulance had a crash kit, the defibrillation unit, stuff like that. Sure. So we go to this fancy, fancy neighborhood, and we pull in like big old mansion-looking houses, and right down the street, there's a flashlight waving. So these people knew what to do. If you ever call 911 to come to your home, have somebody go stand out front to wave them down, by the way. Anyway, so we see the person, we pull over, good deal, we get our, our... Stretch out our crash kit. We go down this this uh, walkway into the house, and it's like a big old house. We're going down a hallway, and the lights dimmed out like a brownout. 
and come back up. We're like, oh my God, look at that. We're teenagers. We're like, whoa, awesome. <laughs> so we're, we're going down the thing. And as we get into their big den area, we're making kind of a U-turn. They, they brown out and come back up again. We're like, oh my God. So we come around and the person with the heart attack is laying in the floor and the crowd of people there were trying to start his heart electrically. They had pulled, I swear to God, this is true. They had pulled a cord out of the lamp, split the wires and wrapped them around <laughs> band-aids and had them taped to his tape to his chest you can't do with that. Goranimals band-aids, probably <laughs> for the grandkids. Had them taped to his chest and was plugging him in and out of the wall. <laughs> Now imagine this: seventeen years old, walking into this life and death situation. Situation, seeing that, so seeing that, funny. seeing that from a bunch of higher educated like physicians, like trying oh, yeah, to yeah, shock them with who like who are, are godlike <laughs> to normal folks like yeah. us, you know, and this just jaw on the floor, and they're plugging him in and out, <laughs> and the one ten current wasn't constricting his heart, you know, when, when, when you get, when electricity hits muscles, they contract. That's how a taser works. You know, right. all those times you've been yeah. tasered. Yeah. That's what that is. So, so anyway, so they're plugging him in, but the one pin current did not have enough either amperage or voltage. I'm not an electrician, but one of those two is real important with this. So it was not really enough. What if uh, they would have got him wet? Would that have helped? It might have. <laughs> yeah, soak them in the like bathtub and then shoot them. having a heart attack that have been bit by a jellyfish, when you pee on them to stop the jellyfish poison, go ahead and shock them. <laughs> you, so you anyway, so we did not bring him back to life. And when we finally called it, meaning, well, and it wasn't just us. It was all those physicians that caught it. Well, that's all we can do. We have to give up. They quit work and all we could hear dude was the hissing from our oxygen bottle going like that and then their clock and their den started chiming <laughs> it was like really heavy and like oh my gosh <laughs> but the takeaway is if you're gonna have a heart attack do it near the dryer or <laughs> no, something that runs <laughs> like, one of those big cords <laughs> on 220 yeah right? the lamp is not gonna do it <laughs> you just, yeah, you I don't know the... which I don't know which wire you go to from that third thing that pokes <laughs> out because I'm not an electrician, but the one ten didn't squeeze that hard enough to make it rebound. And uh, did they at least give you a turn? Like, were you able to at least take a turn either uh, no, holding, or know, plugging it in and unplugging? <laughs> no, I was on a kick. I went through a kick for about six months on that job trying to not get bloody and throw up covered. And one time, Mike, my partner, and I had a contest soon who could get the, le the least amount of blood on them during the weekend. This was Jackson, Mississippi. On Friday nights in Jackson, Mississippi, it's the semifinals. Five <laughs> car wrecks. Saturday night is the finals. So because we worked, we were owned by a funeral home. And because of that, we had to wear suit and tie, even the ambulance. So I was always ruining oh. suits and dress shirts and stuff. So this one day I was going to, I'm going to stay clean today. And I had been like 14 hours through the shift 
healing it, dude. Delivering babies with a stick. You know them pincher sticks you pick up, pick up trash with? Come on, give me that baby. I mean, I had stayed pristine, dude. And we, we got a call to a to a, a motorist who had hit a horse. A horse got out and stood on the highway, and they hit the horse, and the horse is tall, and they come through the windshield because their legs are get them above your, your hood and stuff. So this horse had crushed the windshield, and the driver had some chest injuries. So he was had a little bit of of hemorrhaging of orally. So I've got him, I, and I did great, dude. I would mow my peas because got him in the ambulance. We're on the way to the am to the to the hospital, and I've got this blue kidney shaped plastic bowl that was called an Emerson Basin. They may still have them. I don't know. And he was kind of hemorrhaging out of his mouth. I don't mean to be graphic, but I was holding it under him like that. And I'm like, I have done so good not getting bloody. And out of the blue, he goes, oh. like that. <laughs> and cough and blood all the way so up. So you lost. So now I'm thinking on impure thoughts about him. <laughs> so, so I'm like, dang it. So so my streak was going, but we get to the hospital. And, okay, well, this is all I've got on me so far. So... We opened the doors and we pulled the stretcher out. And back then you had to set the stretcher on the ground, then extend it up. You couldn't put it out and the legs drop. This was old timey days. We pull him out. We bend over to set him down. And my tie, because I bent over, comes away from my shirt and lands on his mouth. And it's laying across his mouth. I'm like, son of a gun. Can I see it? But we got to stand up and pick him up. And when we stand up, it pulls my tie like that across his mouth, all this blood, and then it landed on my shirt. Okay, so now I've got this lung blood on the bottom of my, of my tie That's on my shirt. Time. So then we have to pick him up, and when I do that, it moves my tie. So I had this smiley face. <laughs> Real bloody smiley face, so... I don't so, know why I share that, but if if you <laughs> had to me, I had to. It, it, this is helping yeah. me heal. Yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> if you hadn't gotten successful at comedy, would you have continued to do that? Possibly, I might have. But the the only the downside to that to make money, money, money in the medical field you need a lot of degrees and stuff. Oh. Just a guy working in the ambulance isn't making that much money. I would have to, to have resorted to some higher education. So I guess you and do that to kind of get your foot in the door and as yeah, you're working yeah, well, on and, and degrees even to and this stuff. day, it serves me, though, because I can call my doctor and use some of the big words I've used. <laughs> you know, and get like and get prescriptions filled without having to go in and visit. So that is that know. is a good skill. That's I was going to say, Travis. I think it, it, it probably takes a pretty special kind of person to do that job, and we should not have encouraged his comedy career. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. You'd have been way, you'd have been way more help saving people. I'm telling you, I was funny though, man. I was the king of. Can you go crawl over? You're a big fella. Can you crawl over there and get in that ambulance? I was the king of that. You look like you got a stop sign through your chest. Let me tell you three, four jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Ooh, your leg is screwed off. I'll hold your beard. Go 360 pounds. Climb on in that ambulance. 
What's wrong with them having a baby? No, ma'am, you're not. <laughs> you're going on an ambulance ride. what you're doing. So, <laughs> so that was a, so that was a cool thing to go through. I mean, I have a lot of insight into what goes on with the with the uh, results of your decision making, <laughs> which really didn't help me, but yeah. I, I know about it. It's the safest comedy show you can go to because if something happens, you could jump right off the stage and help, right? Dude, I've had them kill over at my show. Don't even say that. My fans, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between the afflicted and their caregivers. (laughs) (laughs) If you you catch my drift. And I mean that nice. Is is there a nice way to say that? No, that was the nice. I think that was the nicest way to say it. had to practice it <laughs> so bees where should i send people i got killerbees.com for your tour dates uh you're Correct. on and also the- killer bees comedy on uh facebook b-e-a-z because we did not know any better <laughs> <laughs> so there's that man i've had such a blessed career it is crazy i've been in rolling stone magazine i've been on every cable show there is i've I will do on March the 22nd my 15th Grand Ole Opry appearance. Wow. Um, in my seventh season on Moonshiners on Discovery Channel, which is really, really a cool thing. I have my own line of moonshine on the market. Where Where do we so, buy that? Where can we get it, some? And, and now where are you guys? We're what, in Missouri. Okay, I believe you can have that sent to your home from moonshineinternational.com. Oh, we got to get us some of that drunk. Try it out. What's your Moonshineinternational.com. Search Killer Bees. What's your favorite flavor? To your door door booze is awesome. Hey, it's it's called Appalachian Ambrosia. I was shooting for the uh, female demographic. Okay. You know, and so... It tastes kind of like the old dream sickle. You remember the ice cream that was orange sherbet oh, yeah. and yeah. vanilla? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what it kind of tastes like. It's it's only 60 proof. I wanted it palatable. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, so it's actually a really, really good moonshine, man. On the label, I, on the label, I put she shared approved, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's and funny. I put I put stupid stuff, not your Nana's moonshine, enhance your dance, this kind of stuff. But y'all, I also put uh, makes thirty percent of husbands look hot again. <laughs> okay, the federal government denied my license and scolded me and told me you can't prove it makes thirty percent of husbands <laughs> look hotter. So I actually had to remove that line That's from the too bad. <laughs> before they were okay. And and you know, and you just know for a fact it was a husband that was like six sixty percent unhot that was yeah. reading that. Yeah, <laughs> needed some extra. <laughs> it's like yeah, you just yeah, tell, no tell her to drink so tell her to drink double. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no lie, man. So just some of that bureaucracy we hear of exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bees, it was really cool talking to you, man. Uh, hey, my pleasure, man. Thank you. I made it easy. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, y'all, thank didn't you. Go down, y'all didn't go down one of those lists. You know, okay, uh, now what is your answer to this question? Yeah, I don't we, be good at those. Mostly because we don't prepare. 
<laughs> the only thing I prepared, Travis, was the, was the thing about him doing the felony on uh, on TV. Hey, and that was great. Like that's you because you need one, I was really one touch cur- point. Yeah, yeah. Get that, and then just let him go. Yeah. Hey, and that clip was posted by Discovery Channel UK. Oh. And oh. if you looked at yeah from the United Kingdom, so if you looked at the comments, they compare me to Al Capone, <laughs> <laughs> just for making people happy. Wow. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. That's what my wife, when I try to make her happy, too, compares me to uh, 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 past killers. Yeah. <laughs> Bundy. Yeah, Bundy. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you happy. Okay, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> just clowning around. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, this was super fun, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon, and here's to another uh, 41 years in the business. Thank you, man. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Peace. This gentleman, he uh, he took it upon himself to ask a, a myriad of females if they would rather have two hundred and fifty dollars in food stamps or dinner with Soldier Boy, and the results may surprise you, Travis. Two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> worth of food stamps. Uh, <clears throat> that was the popular answer. Uh, drunk was the uh their food stamps i'm gonna pick the food stamps only because soldier boy's not nobody i could have dinner by myself food stamps the food stamps food stamps i don't give a fuck about that corny ass nigga 250 in food stamps i don't give a fuck about no soldier boy 250 in food stamps now travis it goes on for a while now let me clarify this is soldier boy buying the dinner uh, that was not made clear, I assume, but I get nobody really asked. They uh, they wanted the food stamps. And how old do you reckon that song "Crank It" is? I don't know, but uh, at least Soldier Boy old, right? Travis he caught wind did- of this uh, man on the street pole, and he did have a, a response. Be- before we he hear was- that response, you have to imagine that every dinner that Soldier Boy has outside of his home costs well over $250, so right? Are you saying you'd take the dinner, Travis? Well, I'm not going to use food stamps, Mike. Oh, so it's a pride oh, you're, you're, thing for you're you. You're fucking white ass. Too proud. Dude. No. No. no, no, no. Have you ever, though? No. Uh, when I, I, as when I grew up, uh, my mom was on 
actual food stamps before there was like uh in like an EBT card. Did you get that government yeah. cheese? Where yes, absolutely. We lined up for government cheese and boxes of powdered potatoes. Was and, the government uh, cheese all- like Velveeta? It's exactly like Velveeta, and it's like just like boxes of powdered potatoes and and things. So yes, I I don't have to, and I will never use. Well, a now food you can stamp. choose what you want. You can buy your own like peanut butter and whatnot, milk. And yeah, I don't I don't have to use like the the bottom. Pepper, of the I guess barrel we need to go around butter. the table now. Drunk, would you take the dinner? Or? Oh, I'm taking the two fifty in food stamps. You taking the two fifty? <laughs> I think uh, I'd take the two fifty. I ain't Pepper. proud. Yeah, so the the situation is uh when I when we were getting food stamps, that was not fun. But if I was rewarded $250 in food stamps now, that would be a much better situation cuz I could just buy dumb shit cuz that, that's what we did. We would buy all the shit that we needed and it was like, "Fuck, we still got like 100 bucks left." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm going to go get some beef jerky. I'm going to go get some fucking Red Bull. <laughs> I'm going to go get some like just stupid shit. They go buy a couple nice fucking steaks." And it'd be that situation all over again, except I'm not fucking broke living in a shitty apartment. Buying only rice and beans. Upstairs. Yeah, you're not you're you're not having to use the entire two fifty on bread and milk. Exactly. <laughs> so Travis, uh Soldier Boy he took to his Instagram account, and this is his response. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you choosing? What am I choosing? I'll take the two fifty. <laughs> uh, well, if you, even if it, even so, you can sell the two fifty for what one twenty five. Don't get don't get me wrong. It's not that I think that Soldier Boy is somebody who I would like to sit down with, other than the fact that I think it would be good comedy and I could probably work through a dinner. But I'm thinking that Soldier Boy eats out. He's eating well, and uh, no, I would no take long that. John Silver's I, in, uh, I disagree with you. You do boy's future. Because you you have to keep in mind, Soldier Boy is also the same guy who lied about flying private, and like he literally he took a selfie in a private plane and posted it on Instagram, and then that same day somebody caught him on a Delta flight, <laughs> and then Listen. it turned out that the the selfie that he took in that private jet was a private jet that is parked in L.A. for content creators and social media influencers to take selfies in to pretend that they're on a fucking private jet. Do they have to pay for that that privilege? That does not surprise me, but I will say that... uh, I I think Soldier Boy is most likely very frugal. If you you posted this same posed the same question, uh, but it was pre-ODB dying, old dirty bastard, um, I'm taking the 250 in food stamps because I assume... That if I'm having dinner with Old Dirty Bastard, he's using food stamps to buy macaroni and cheese. See, now, Travis, I would probably have dinner with Old Dirty Bastard. That would probably be fun. You ever, did you ever watch this? I've never forgot this, and I don't know why. Uh, I, this had to have been late 90s, early 2000s, where they did, like, they, MTV followed around ODB. And uh, he was riding around in, like, a private car and shit. And he was talking about all his kids and whatnot. And then he went to cash in his food stamps, even though he was already putting out a bunch of music and obviously working uh, with with his group and everything. But like it was, he was like bragging about using food stamps while he was like uh, <laughs> had like a, a track on the charts. And I was like, man, this guy is exactly who he was before he became famous. Just imagine like going <laughs> and, and eating some White Castle with old dirty bastard with old dirty bastard <laughs> be a lot of fun are you, a story you are you saying forever. that that's worth more than 250 dollars is eating a bunch of really shitty like probably day old white castle burgers with odb well travis i have a lot of pride 
so can I play the Soldier Boy retort now? I think you're really going to enjoy this. Please do. Uh, this is Soldier Boy taking to his Instagram to reply to the random women who were asked this uh, trivia question on the street. Suck my dick. Y'all niggas ain't gonna never make it out the hood, nigga. Y'all niggas gonna die broke, nigga. I went had dinner with y'all pussy A's and fisted hoes anyway. <laughs> I went not have dinner with no broke ass bitch in New Jersey anyway. I would not have dinner with no crackhead ass looking hoes anyway. Y'all bitches could not be in the same room with me. Y'all bitches gonna die in the hood. Y'all gonna die broke. Y'all ain't gonna never touch a million dollars. Y'all ain't gonna never touch 30 million. Y'all ain't gonna never touch 100K in a day. You gonna die broke. You you lived your whole life broke. You ain't shit. You ain't gonna never be shit, nigga. Now, Travis, this give goes me, on for give another... Me, give, me, give me the 250 in food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> that was very impassioned. Travis, this goes on for another 25 seconds. You want to hear the rest? You might as well. Okay. Yeah. Suck my dick, nigga. Fuck you talking about, He's very eloquent. Fuck New Jersey, nigga. Murder gang, nigga. I'm from Zone 1, nigga. I'm from Seltzer Road, nigga. Fuck y'all crackhead-looking hoes, nigga. Y'all bitches got A's, nigga. Y'all bitches broke, nigga. Y'all bitches ain't shit, nigga. Y'all peasants, nigga. Fuck you talking he's, about, nigga. I think he said a total of eight different words in that entire rant. <laughs> I think he said they all have AIDS, which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, RIP. Did he get an N-word counter in there? No, no, no. But uh, maybe we'll, we'll uh, put that in the in the show notes. <laughs> uh, five seconds left. I didn't know he was from Zone 1. <laughs> We'll finish this off. Y'all beneath me, nigga. Y'all ain't nothing, nigga. There's two more. Fuck, nigga. Oh, three more. Yeah. Uh, Pepper, that that's a good find. To be fair, that was obviously the original video. That was obviously a uh, very biasedly edited <laughs> video. Like, oh, you mean there was there probably was... a few people in there said, oh, I might have the dinner. But the the funny thing about it is it's so long and nobody <laughs> says the dinner. It's it's like it's as long, if not longer, than the Soldier Boy video. And it's just people it's like two second clips and be like, uh, two hundred and fifty dollars in food stamps, please. It's almost like the people who made that video knew exactly what Soldier Boy would do if he heard everybody say, I'd rather have the food stamps. I hope that's the case. Because <laughs> if that's the case, then we are kindred spirits, and I really appreciate what they did for the internet. Travis, I saw that 65. Oh, how was it? It's pretty good. It was a shoot 'em up dinosaur movie. Bad. I like shoot 'em ups. Uh, so some people will take this as a negative criticism, but... Best part about it, only an hour and a half. Oh, no, that's... Dude, got, you got, got to the theater at five, you, was out by seven. It was awesome. You want to sell me on a goddamn movie anymore? You tell me it's 90 minutes long, and I'm fucking... It's automatically in one of my favorite movies, even if I don't love it. I know. Yeah, it's awesome. Drunk, would you, would you say that's your pick of the week? When it, yeah, it was pretty good. Trump, 65. Pretty weak, 65, yeah, sure. I think I'm going to go see John Wick 4 tomorrow, and I pulled up the theater yeah, listings hours, and so. saw that it was two hours and 40 minutes. It was like, what the Went and fuck? saw it today, and I can tell yeah. you, it goes fast. Well, it's John Wick. It yeah. usually doesn't stop, but I was just like, why the fuck are we making so many three-hour movies anymore? You we know got a I mean? lot of story to tell, bud. 
I okay. Right. You, I'll you, know, so you remember far. when Dances with Wolves came out and it was like three and a half, and everybody was like, "Jesus, this is the longest movie oh, ever." You got to put this on two VHS. <laughs> Travis, uh, John Wick Four would be an easy pick of the week, uh, and so I will get more specific and say that uh, Donnie Yen was in John Wick Four. Not familiar with any of his work, but I think I'm going to uh, acquaint myself because he was great in this movie, and I think I need to see the new Jet Li. He, he's a he's a uh, Asian fella, yeah. <laughs> Donnie uh, Yen, what? I know who that is. I'd have to look it up. He was in uh, the Rogue One, Travis. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. He was the blind guy. He's blind in this too, Travis. But I think the real guy isn't blind. He just plays lots of blind guys. That's his. He thing. does it very convincingly. Yeah. So Donnie Yen, he he's my pick of the week, Travis. Where's the backlash over the Asian? Who plays blind when he's not blind? Is that coming? Oh, come on. Let's hope Travis. so. I, I is hope it coming? coming? I'm upset about it. Ugh. I don't is like it, it. I know I, blind people, and he does not, that man does not represent <laughs> blind people in movies well. Yeah. I just I think it's disrespectful. I assume it's coming. Pepper, you got a pick of the week? Yeah, go watch fucking NASCAR. Stop being a pussy. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it have, yesterday. Have you enjoyed Pepper? this year so far? I have. Mike, what did you think about the race? The, early on, they have like a really sharp turn, and I didn't like it. I was like, yeah. why do they have that stupid turn? Coda's a little different. Yeah. Put that no, I didn't like once, it. Once they got going, like once they stopped wrecking in turn one, it was incredible racing. Like it was a great fucking race. It, unfortunately, it kind of got overshadowed by like the four restarts at the end where yeah. everybody just butt fucked their way through turn one. And it wasn't great. But other than that, man, it was Yeah, fantastic. the only one I I'm missed so far so this glad. year was Atlanta. Yeah. It's been just as good as last year. And last year was one of my favorite years in a long time. So Yeah, we got Richmond coming up uh, next week. If you're listening to this within the week, probably not. This is probably going to come out in fucking September. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> just, just check out your the most recent NASCAR So check out the All-Star week. race coming up this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pepper, for the most part, we are caught up. This will come out this week. Okay. Uh, Travis' pick of the week? We'll see. Uh, Travis's pick of the week this week is uh, the Party Down uh, resurgence. Uh, season three, now on Stars. Uh, what a wonderful uh, revisit to these characters. The only one, unfortunately, who hasn't come back is Lizzie Kaplan because she's obviously busy doing other things. But Rest uh, in peace. They haven't skipped a beat. Party Down came back. I've only watched two episodes, uh, but it's like it never went away. It's a lot of fun. Party Down on Stars. So this is really coming out this week, my actual pick of the week. Two-day show, The Showcase of the Immortals, this weekend on the Peacock. Uh, watching WrestleMania? WrestleMania. Uh, oh, okay. What's Thanks wrong, for clarifying. I had no idea with, what that What's uh, the dinosaur movie being your pick of the week? Well, my shit's usually not timely because two weeks after... Your shit's always timely drunk, and they complain um, about that. Yeah. That's true. No, I guess that's no, what I'm saying. I'm keeping I'll your say pick it, of the week as it's... the dinosaur movie. If anybody asks, your pick of the week was not WrestleMania. It was okay, the dinosaur my, movie. I'm changing my pick of the week, and it's whatever drunk just said. <laughs> you son of a the bitch. The Showcase of the Immortals. Oh, my pick of the week is the 65, show which I haven't seen yet. The shoot 'em up <laughs> Dinosaur Movie. It's an guys, hour and a half. It's amazing. Guys, we Mike, did it. That's so good. Week, you know. This is getting confusing. Guys, Mike's uh, pick of the week is NASCAR. 
No, my pick of the week is Donnie. Yet, uh, guys, uh, Killer Bees. Killer Bees is my pick of the week. Hell of a guy, that Killer Bees, Travis. He's a great guy. It was a really good chat. Yeah, he's on that. Uh, Pepper has uh, uh, Raylan Nelson's episode of uh, that show that she was on aired yet? Because we had to cut that out. She wasn't allowed to talk about it. But I think Killer Bees is on that show. Did you actually cut it out? Yeah. We've got crossover between to. guests. I think so. I think Killer Bees is on the Moonshiner show. And then Raylan was did. on Moonshiners? Yes. I did not watch the show because I don't I guess I probably should. It's yeah. some Yeah, my friend was on TV. I should probably watch it. Crossover, but yeah. Travis. Crossover. That's amazing. That's amazing. I like how this I like how this show continues and it just there it's the cohesive, right? Like it just keeps Pulling itself together. You never know. For the universe. And real quick, I just want to shout out uh, somebody who was on your show recently. Uh, He said he was a new fan. He was going to listen. So I hope he hears this. But fucking Richie, I (sighs) hate actor interviews. I really fucking do. I think I've told each one of you individually that I hate actor interviews. He was so good. Just such a pleasant guy. Such a he gets it guy. And... Like so fun to listen to him talk. Yeah. Richie Coster fucks on one of my, one of my favorite guys we've talked That's to in a long time. I love Richie Coster. Like I he, mean, that came out of nowhere. We talked to him. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, and, supposed man, to be fifteen minutes. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like he he seems like the type of dude that I would want to drink all night with at a bar and then just hug him for thirty minutes. <laughs> like, he's, he's so cool. Would you would like you, you know you don't want to leave him, you, Pepper? Like you, yeah. you, do, you don't want to leave his house, right? So you keep talking and you like get to the door, you hug him again. You get to the driveway, you hug him again. Yeah. You, you, you like, tell oh, him, hey, no, my, it's, we're safe. My battery's out here. dead. I know it's dark out here, but but we're safe. We don't have to worry about the wildlife out in the darkness in the rural area that you live in. But and then another hug out the window. Uh, yeah, I yeah, agree. I guess the best. <laughs> the old Midwest goodbye, if you will. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm Dill Danner. For listening to this installment of WFOD, our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. The music featured in this episode is by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Check him out at whitebataudio.com. You can contact us with comments or questions by phone at 636 636- 487 hand or by email at mike at wfodix.com travis at wfodix.com or drunk at wfodix.com 
Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Jim Chadman, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. If you want early access to episodes, you can support the show at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can find our feed of the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever else fine podcasts are found. Check us out on social media, WFOD Show on Twitter and Instagram, WFODicks on Facebook and YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care. Oh, my God.